Namaste. So today we, uh, on the eve of New Year, we take up a prayer of the Mother on how we should enter into the New Year. But before that, just a couple of questions. One is the historicity, how the New Year celebration started in the ashram. So in the 30s it started and uh, it was, uh, you know, at midnight of the preceding year, the mother would play an organ music, after which after there will be a meditation, after which people will go and have her darshan. She would bless, keeping her hand on their head and uh, there would be a silent communication, they would come back. So the place kept changing, it used to be in the meditation room. Then, you know, you have, when you go up to the stairs, uh, when you have to climb to Shurabindu's room, then you turn to the right. For Shurabindu's room, you turn to the left for mother's room. But there is a room right in the landing, right? So that's where mother used to sit on New Year Day. And then uh, this continued for some time. Then uh, in 37, 1937 onwards, because uh, World War had broken, World War II, and uh, things were very serious. Late night, they used to be not only awake, they were working on the world forces, Mother and Shubindo. So from 39 onwards, 1939 onwards, the timing shifted. It also shows how they were not rigid about anything. So the timing shifted to 6 o'clock in the morning, which is the present timing. So again 6 o'clock, the mother would, um, it would be with the music. And now mother would greet them with a bonani. So that's how it started. And mother has spoken so much about the word bonani in the sense, she said, for example, when I say bonani, if you say these greetings with a deep feeling inside your heart, she gave, there is a whole talk on this. And there is a day when in 1969, 50 years back, she said, I felt like saying Bonani to everyone. Even on a bonfet, she wants to say bonfet to everyone. So if we utter the same words, we wish each other Happy New Year, Bonani, Jobi, in whatever language, we can do it mechanically or we can do it with deep feeling. Now when we do it with deep feeling, it's like something collective which goes into the atmosphere. So that is the logic why 1st January was used in the ashram because people ask that, no, no, in India you have this January, that April in India, you have many new years by the way. Huh? So why 1st January? Because people start associating it with the Western calendar. Alright, whichever day you start new year will be a convention. It is people have just collectively decided the new year could be on 1st April. <laughs> Right? Probably accounts people celebrate it like that. 31st March is the account closing. From 1st April you can start making fool, you know, everybody. So probably it's the April fool day and you can start. No, people have to agree. That's all. Now, this agreement, we have to understand there is nothing sacrosanct that on this day it should be celebrated. As humanity has evolved, as many layers have come, things have changed and that's how the new year has changed. Maybe in coming years you will see that new year has shifted to, who knows, 29th February 1956 or 1st March. It may happen. Or Mother's birthday. It's a question of a convention or based on some real event. Now, but the fact is that most of humanity as of today does associate 1st January with some kind of a new year greeting. So that means everybody in that mode, people are you know looking forward, even those who believe that no 14 January or 14th April or whatever date, even they on 1st January there will be some exchange, some greeting. So because it's a collective convention, collective conventions have a great force. 
Everybody that day is in a new year mode. Now the mother used these tendencies in human beings, these common actions and gave them a deeply spiritual turn and lifted it to a great height. So that is the way mother worked. Any smallest thing where there was a possibility of change, she would use it. So often people ask why is Christmas celebrated in the ashram for this very reason. It started with, you know, we had a video, some, first of all, it's not an ashram, which is a Hindu ashram or a Christian ashram, none of these things. It's an ashram that is beyond religions. Of course, we say that Hinduism comes from Sanatana Dharma, which is beyond religion by its own nature. Whereas other religions have lost their spiritual element and have become encrusted. But it started with one of the Christian ladies who wanted to, uh, on uh, 25th December, she wanted to distribute some cake to some people. Then after a few years when mother came to know, she said, oh, why don't you do it to all the children? So then that's how it started. So it started in her house. Then it shifted later on. See, again, no fixity. When Pranabda saw it, he said, oh, this is very nice. So why don't we have some program in playground? So Christmas celebration shifted to playground. So it became like a festivity. Then later on, when more crowd joined in, so it shifted to theatre. But the mother knew key. People will start associating it later, you know, backward thinking it's like Christianity. No. So she said, basically, this day was celebrated much before Christianity came into existence. It's the day of the return of the light. We as Hindus, I know, we used to celebrate it as Bada Deen. In my home, there used to be those sweet meats which were prepared and Bada Din. Why Bada Din? Because from 22nd or 23rd December, the sun goes in Uttarayan, ascendant. So it's the day of the return of light. So she, one, she lifted it back to its origin. Actually, if you see, she transmuted it. That no, it is not just about it. Actually, this event has nothing to do with Christ. But yes, people associated. Like we also, Saraswati Puja. Why is it in Vasant Panchmi? Was that day when Saraswati Ji was born? No, it's because she is the goddess of manifold knowledge. So, Vasant is the day when all the Srishti is filled with Shingar. It's going to be filled. You know, it's a kind of manifold activities, the creative activities in nature, impulsion in nature. So, you have Vasant Panchmi, which is the onset of spring. But which is the last day of the goddess is Kali Puja. Which is on Amavasya. So see, it's symbolic. So in ancient times, people used to use these celestial events to mark or bring the collectivity together in some kind of a common aspiration. So the New Year Day or any such event where... But the mother would always change it. Like, you know, on Kali Puja Day, she would... It's not like burst crackers and light up. That's not important. The important part was that people went and invoked the goddess Kali. She would say something about in a conversation, you know, two, three days back, Kali had come and this is her action. She would illumine us, make us understand what it means to worship Kali or what it means to worship Lakshmi. Who is she? So this is how we have to understand that on New Year Day, she brought in that spiritual element because people were anyways following it as a con convention. And of course, uh, human beings are the same everywhere. So even uh, her children would say, okay, New Year, let us go and celebrate the usual way. So she said, no, this is the way to celebrate. So in everything to bring in the touch of the sublime and the sacred is mother's action. And so then later on, what used to happen? She would give a message card along with Bonani. When she withdrew, then a message card would come and it would be distributed. Earlier, she used to give by her own hand and she would wish everyone Bonani. And it would take long and uh, then later on, the card was distributed and she would greet with a New Year music. Now here again, there is something very interesting. 
Now, in the New Year music, if you see what are the possibilities of music, how she has created new impulsions. Music you can lift to the ultimate is ragas, okay, in Indian thought or Western classical. Then is there anything beyond it? Now, beyond it, there is a possibility that with these ragas, you need not only get joy inside and set your rhythms out, you know, within, heal your body, but you can actually conquer celestial elements. That is how it was Deepak Rag and Barsha Rag, supposedly. She took it to next level. You can bring down the gods. So mother's music is a way where through music, through the nad, through the swara, here it is not swara so much as nad, you actually bring down the gods by tuning into their rhythm. In fact, she has broken free from the uh, raga because it's pain song of the free infinite. So she has uh, created music which you can't fit into either western classical or the Indian ragas, but she has brought something which brings down the gods, and with that she would uh, dedicate, you know, the first moments of the new year, and there would be a message. The message was usually something which she has foreseen about the year, or something which she is cautioning us. Like the classical example is when uh, at the end of 1954, 1955st January, she gave a message, and there she says, "No human will can finally prevail against the divine will." And she also, in her conversations, she says the next 14 months are going to be very difficult. Exactly after 14 months, we see the supermind had descended. So she was cautioning people, the next 14 months, the Asura is going to assault you like anything. When we come near to something new, that's the time you face the maximum assault of the forces. Because they don't want it to happen. But then eventually, no human will can finally prevail against the divine will. Put yourself deliberately on the side of the divine and the victory is certain. So she would give these messages. Some of these messages are so far-seeing. Men, countries, continent, the choice is imperative, truth or the abyss. The hour of God. Are you ready? You feel she has given these messages 50 years back. <laughs> you feel, oh, looks like yesterday she has given. For this year or the previous year she gave this message. Men, countries, continents, the choice is imperative, truth or the abyss. So these messages were very, very, you know, far-seeing. They were also for the year and they were also something for mankind. So th this is the context in which the new year greeting started. But the bhava behind it, the spirit behind it, how we should celebrate the new year. Now it's a day when... Everybody is in this mode that past we are leaving behind. This is a common mode. Whether now a very analytical mind will say it doesn't matter. It's a convention. Yes. What is the difference between 31st December and 1st January? It's another day. This is the way analytical mind will say. But there is something which overrides the analytical mind. It doesn't take into account that everybody on 1st January is having this collective aspiration, at least a wish, at least a... Uh, you know, faith or belief or whatever, that, oh, things will be better. Already you see in WhatsApp, no? That as if, now whether Corona goes or not, but this is a powerful element in human nature which the analytical mind is unable to see. It is formations. The entire thing will be a buzz. 2021, 2021. If you see one way, there is no such reality. Time is eternally unfolding. But since human mind works in a certain way she is using it for our own uh, good so i'll read this prayer january 1st 1914 but before that there is a prayer dated december 29th 1913 where she uses this word collective convention oh lord 
grant that this collective convention of the end of the year nobody says that don't celebrate on 14 january also celebrate every day new year <laughs> but shubhendra was asked that you know we on 15th august we celebrate your birthday but i think every day we should treat as your birthday he said yes same with your own birth every day you can have a new birth why not every moment but because there are times when because of the way cyclical rhythms work or human mind works it helps us so it is a moment when because it's in the air it helps but yes every day we can have new year and nobody stops us from that so she is using the word collective convention of the end of the year maybe for us an opportunity for finishing at once with the whole mass of ties and attachments illusions and weaknesses that have no longer any reason for existence in our life see this is called changing the whole sheet so the mother in one of her conversations describes you know people often come and say i have this defect and weakness how do i work on it i have this anger issue what do i do about it i have this problem of attachment what do i do about it but this is not how it is done in mysticism she says instead of she says one um, uh, muslim mystic told her most likely it's uh, inayat ali khan so mystic told her that instead of washing the stains one by one you change the chadar and this is also uh, change the sheet now this is also Uh, there in the story of hercules one of the seven tasks of Her- hercules is clean the aegean stables so what you know there are thousand horses so you start cleaning one horse by the time you reach the thousand horse the first one has made it dirty again so it was one of the seven impossible tasks so but hercules her kuli <laughs> that's fine okay uh, so what does he do he is a smart boy so he goes and there is a river age is uh, running around he changes its stream and the stream comes and washes all the thousand horses clean in one go so every day all that he needed was a mechanism by which the waters can be directed here so this is the process in yoga the process is not let me pick up this work on this let me pick up that work on that you will have a lifetime working and you will feel very frustrated the process is a change of consciousness what we were just discussing before this that when you find the psychic being otherwise oh i have this doubt let me um, you know try to analytical master it let me try with uh, this faith or that belief it will come back again but if you open the door of the psychic there is a reversal of consciousness the whole consciousness changes then you don't have doubt why because you suddenly have a light in which you know it very difficult to explain that experience suddenly it vanishes vidyanti hridagranti chidyanti sarvasanshaya it goes away as the sun comes out and clouds disperse so it's like that and then if you ask how did it go well it went sun came out that's it no what was the mechanism and the process it's the nature of the sun so that's what she is reminding us at once not that you know i am attached to this person please free me i am this you know in this area i have this problem entire clean we must at each moment shake off the past like falling dust so that it may not soil the virgin path which also at each moment opens before us so at every moment 
we can recreate our life this is something very beautiful about uh, you know mother mother saying she says you can actually invoke the grace and at each moment it can lean down and completely erase the past and this is an experience which many sadhaks have so she says you know several times i remove but people just call it back again and yet she says if you have the faith and persist the divine will do it a thousand times but then you have to persevere you have to be you know but it can be done in a moment see what is there before grace when uh, in one of her talks she says um, what uh, what value your weaknesses your stumblings your errors have before the divine and then she says you know why they are there it is because of lack of faith so she says you will ask how is it connected with faith she says because you don't trust that wisdom that power you know i remember once i think it was navjad ji is one of the talks where he says you can tell the divine if i am the worst case in the world you are the best healer <laughs> and you can take if i am not the worst case then surely you have healed many like me i am like <laughs> so this faith that the divine power is not like some human power uh, castigating us chastising us condemning us damnation no in fact even what we call as damnation as shubindu says if god created hell it would be an act of love there is a perfect wisdom but from our side we can open to it if we open all errors will drop away and they will no more have power to hold us back this there in the previous prayer and then that prayer we have done at another time so i am not um, may our errors recognized and repaired within us be no longer anything else than vain mirages incapable of producing any consequences vain mirages that is the power that the divine mother brings that it will appear oh i was like this really and when you look back you realize that yes how she has changed you so then we come to the main prayer january 1st 1914 to thee she is addressing to the divine now how we address the divine is important because how we address is our faith supposing we say oh thou who art justice incarnate please forgive me for my sins you say okay today done tomorrow so then you will see people all the time catching their ears and doing good bad <laughs> so it reminds me of that shri ramakrishna story so why do they do every morning because night they have committed fresh sins so morning again they have to do this why this approach to the divine there is another way of approaching him so she is saying to the because you have limited your faith remove the tendency of sin and behind that tendency also there is a truth bring out that truth make the crooked straight this is such a wonderful phrase that which is crooked is a distortion of some truth bring out that truth make the crooked straight not that i'll commit a sin and you forgive me tomorrow again i'll commit you forgive me then at the end you will say god where do i stand nothing your your score is zero every night you committed a sin every morning you ask for forgiveness <laughs> so she says to thee she is addressing the divine supreme dispenser of all boons look at it power majesty puja supreme dispenser of all boons 
to thee who justifiest life by making it pure beautiful and good otherwise life has no meaning without the divine plain speak if there is no divine life has no hope or if you say divine is out there and he is only there to punish us or then who created us but the moment you say that divine is there then there is hope so he justifies life the effort of life towards perfection towards progress master of our destinies so beautiful man carries on himself the burden of you know his fate i am the one oh i did wrong i must have done some sin so god says is this your belief ah it is written in some book and some pandit ji was saying okay fine as is our belief but here she is saying you are the master of our destiny there is a much later the mother speaks of it she says every time when there is a problem you just say to shirobindo i give it to you what do we know we don't even understand life we don't understand nature so she says master of our destinies and goal of our aspirations now that doesn't mean that we do nothing we have to aspire always for more beauty more light more truth in whatever we are doing and yet we know that the ultimate last shot is called by him so we must aspire always for more beauty more purity more good to the was consecrated the first minute of this new year how beautiful this is and you will hear first january 00000 whatsapp messages filling a tan 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 don't rush into that stay quiet consecrate the coming year the day everything to her, to her just imagine to the consecrated the first minute of this year just if this we can do imagine how life would change people start calling up then they start bursting cracker poor divine is lost in all that he has come koi mujhe bhi wish karo people are dressing like santa they are dressing like bent <laughs> what you know they are moving around what is this joker i mean is really if you look at it is is a joke it's okay for fun it's okay for children kids stuff but when you grow up how long will you play this play this game a time comes when you grow up you stop playing with the mud and you want to play with the stars you don't want to you are not happy okay i am going to travel to how many times you have been to new york oh number of time wonderful no you you must want to travel to galaxies far beyond the avenues of light that should be man so here she is saying to thee was consecrated the first minute of the year and then she is praying what is the aspiration we are all praying corona chala jaye what is this <laughs> it doesn't matter death will come find its door another uh, what what was that uh, new strain has come already he has already started showing up he says acha i am there you know in the background <laughs> that's not the thing we we should there is very small things humanity has faced countless such challenges the real thing is may it be wholly glorified by this consecration when we consecrate it gets glorified why because the glory of the lord is added we connect ourselves to that glory the mother says when you surrender yourself then 
whatever is true or capable of true and divinity in you is uplifted and raised. That's what the divine does. And whatever is false and artificial, that falls away. So how is she, you know, praying for everyone? May those who hope to attain thee, seek thee in the right way. This is something used in the Upanishads. It's not that, oh, I want the divine, I want the divine. All life is yoga, Shurabindu has written. Therefore, I'll drink and dine and dance. And I'll find it because he has written all life is yoga. Once I had a Pandiji, not Pandiji, in Swamiji's dress, had to speak. I don't know why people call. And the topic was all life is yoga. Now he doesn't, it's not his fault. He had no clue. So he stood up on the mic. And said nothing. He has said that you know whether you eat, drink, everything is yoga only. So thankfully my talk was after that. So I said yes, that is a subconscious yoga of nature. It will take you a million years to arrive. <laughs> that is a yoga which is valid for animals. <laughs> but man has to engage in conscious yoga. So what is conscious yoga? Seeking in the right way. So what is the wrong way of seeking him? Is there a wrong way? Yes, we can seek the divine in just for wish fulfillment. He will do it. But strive rightly. That is the word of the Upanishad. Strive rightly. Then you will arrive. What is right striving? Many things come in that. As the sleepless, as the adept say, it should be constantly in our background. Not like five minutes I'll sit and say, Oh mother, I am meditating and then get up and... No, strive rightly. All these things are aspects of it sincerely to see one's own parts which have to be removed and which have to be purified right way may those who seek thee find thee oh wonderful it is she has blessed it and may those who suffer without knowing where lies the remedy feel thy life piercing little by little the hard crust of their obscure consciousness all suffering is due to ignorance, which is okay, one part. But man loves this suffering. Man loves his suffering, fathering his pain. And once man loves this ignorance and wants to get rid of, man loves his ignorance, fathering his pain. He loves the ignorance, but he wants pain to vanish. It's like, you know, putting an impossible condition before the divine. So what does the divine do? His life penetrates, starts entering little by little. You know what, what is this image of life penetrating through the obscure layer? It's literally, life is waters. So you have the image which Kalidasa experienced that can I become really jnani? I am a murk. I am a stupid person. How can I become really intelligent? Is it possible? And then the Divine Mother shows him that look at this, um, this uh, on the well, you know, that Shila. Pathar. So look at the drops of water as they come. They have left a mark, dent on the rock. And there is a, a doha also on it. But that is with regard to rassi. I don't know whether olden times people used to pull water from the well. So one was later on the pulley system came. But before that you just put it and brought out the water uh, on the uh, stone. Uh, we all have done it. I have done it. So, because the rope is passing several times, so in that stone there used to be little, little mark, dent. So, the poet says, Karat karat abhyas ke jadmati hot sujan. 
करत करत अभ्यास की इफ यू प्रैक्टिस इवन द वन हु इज इनर्ट तामसिक बुद्धि तामसिक बुद्धि मीन्स फुल ऑफ डार्कनेस जड़मती हो तो सुजान डेवलप्स द इंटेलिजेंस द बुद्धि द राइट काइंड ऑफ इंटेलिजेंस रस्सी आवत जातते सिल पर पड़त निशान रिपीटेडली इज ट्राइविंग सो इवन द रॉक इवन द स्टोन बिगिन्स टू गिव वे सो ही नोटिस दैट सो दिस इज वेयर शी इज रिमाइंडिंग अस देर आर पीपल हु सफर विदाउट नोइंग वॉट इज द कॉज द कॉज इज ऑफ सिक्योरिटी so they your life penetrate like that water how much ever it will resist eventually one day it will pierce through so that's what is the image remedy without knowing where lies the remedy feel thy life piercing little by little the hard crust of their obscure consciousness mark her words she has not used the word thy light she used the word thy life life is like that running water i bow down with a deep devotion and limitless gratitude before thy beneficent splendor this should be your constant state gratitude and devotion doesn't matter why people say but why gratitude look at my life you are alive no so what is great about the life if you are alive you have hope the fact that you are alive that means you have a work to do the fact that you are alive you have a chance of changing everything in your destiny this is life the power of life so if you have gratitude that oh i got up in the morning i am alive i am alive wonderful so the first thing is gratitude second is devotion why devotion through devotion we connect ourselves to that which is the source of all things what is the opposite of devotion arrogance oh god you are there you know but you know what miserable poor creatures you have made us to be so we poor fellow he listens he has no choice and what we are doing he is sending light we are turning away with our attitude slowly 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 now we don't see the light even more so we say see you have created darkness he saying my child turn towards me no 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 i don't believe in you so instead of that you have devotion so when you have devotion you have humility you have love and it becomes the bridge between you and the divine and then the divine pours everything it's not that divine wants you to be devoted to him because like you know some people believe oh he must be egoistic he wants you to pray he is perfectly fine he given a choice he will run away from all the devotees first thing but he still allows it it's a grace that devotion exists upon earth it is sri krishna who brought devotion to earth before that in the age of the upanishad you have mainly gyana imagine how tough it would have been all the rishi is just growing a beard and then you know sitting in meditation <laughs> living in those jungles is it an easy life but sri krishna said i will teach you a simpler way what is the simpler way just love me when i give the call of the flute just come what do you want us to do what new asana and meditation and pranayam you have got nothing but we must do something yes dance to my tune when i play the flute dance otherwise you will spend time in okay sir flute kis cheez ka bana hai what is this material is it metal or is it uh, wood which raga are you playing krishna will say you dance you forget later on you'll know the raga 
Are you sure? But why is that person also dancing? He is my enemy. How come he is also called? Are he may be your enemy, but he has come. Lucky he. Sir, are you sure this dance will lead me to Vrindavan? By then, Krishna has played his flute and gone. And along with him, those who were dancing have gone. And you are saying, see, God doesn't answer your question. So this should not be the state. The state should be, I bow down with a deep devotion and limitless gratitude. In the name of the earth, why she has to do this? Because the earth never feels grateful. In the name of the earth, I thank thee for manifesting thyself. Because she has seen the manifestation. So she is identified with the earth. Many of her prayers are written in identification with the earth consciousness. Because man will not have these things. So she has become man, human. And she is praying so that through her humanity can be you know, redeemed. Somebody has to represent that human element. The avatar represents on one side the divine element, on one side the human element. So she represents the earth and says, I implore thee, I thank thee. In her name, in the name of the earth, I implore thee that thou mayest manifest ever more in an uninterrupted increase of light and love. So there is no end to this manifestation. The manifestations of today are become the bonds of tomorrow. Then tomorrow has to move forward. When we remain stuck to the past, that is how ritualistic religions are born. You remain stuck to that Chandra Dasha and this Dosha and that, this thing. It was okay at one point of time. Now, all Muhurta are God Muhurt because that's how the evolution of man has taken place. Earlier when man was still, you know, uh, in his infancy, he needed something very external, tangible form. And those forms were in corresponding to his inner state. Now you discover the supreme is inside your body. A truth that Gita, you know, Sri Krishna revealed to man. The Upanishads, some of the Upanishads revealed that. And Sri and the mother say, the supreme is inside you. Find him inside. And then she says that, why should you find him? For greater and greater manifestation. All creation is his manifestation. But you have to move from the lower to the higher. That's what somebody asked Shurabindo. Everything is done by the Divine Mother. He says, yes, but normally it is done through the veil of the lower nature. She is there, even there, but hidden. But in the higher nature, she is revealed. So we must move from the lesser to the greater. This is man's journey. Yes, everything is done by the Divine Mother. But there is something more she wants to do. So we should move on to that. Be the sovereign master of our thoughts, our feelings and our acts. How beautiful this is. Basically it means, what we, we, we should think what you want us to think. We should feel what you want us to feel. We should act what you want us to, the way you want us to act. We should will what you want us to will. So be the sovereign master. And also, other way also, whatever we are doing, ultimately you are the Lord, you are the Supreme. You take care, you take charge. All these thoughts, feelings, will, actions done in ignorance are offered at thy feet. Thou art the reality of our being, the sole reality. It means to remind ourselves day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night that we are none else but the divine in disguise. 
if we remind ourselves one day probably he will say yes my child but if we say no, no, no we are useless creatures there are two kinds of you know illusions one is that ego tamasic ego we are useless worthless no good how will reach god so far so big so high are you will reach god it's your destiny because he has become you you have no option by the way so but tamasic ego will look at one part of nature we are incapable yes but he is all capable that it will not show you or rajasic ego i'll do everything by my own effort i'll meditate for 6 hours and see i'll find god you say okay you will meditate for 6 hours 10 hours 15 hours 24 hours for 1000 years as they say and you'll get up with 10 head ravana <laughs> it's so that is where we have to understand so she is revealing to us see how, how beautiful this is thou art the reality of our being the soul reality there is nothing else but you outside thee all is falsehood and illusion all is mournful obscurity so the question arises what is outside the divine because the divine is all things so here she is making a reference to this this again there beautifully there in the gita the divine is in all things even in the least atom of existence every activity the divine is there so then what about what is outside outside is in the fields of nature there is ultimately nothing which can be said outside but from the divine impulsion as it goes more and more to the surface it begins to go further and further away from the divine till a point comes when it becomes as if it has lost contact with the divine so outside is everything that is no more conscious of its contact with the divine that becomes outside and if you live life like that then what what we will experience in life falsehood illusion the same activity but done with contact with the divine and not in contact with the divine however high it may seem it will be an illusion in thee is life light and joy in thee is the sovereign peace so he is the source of all things and he is constantly moving forward so we should turn to the source and in the manifestation we should move always forward and forward and for this we should consecrate our life to him with devotion and gratitude and aspire for the ever new higher more beautiful truer manifestations and constantly seek his help in all that we think and feel and do this is the gist of the prayer i'll read again and then we'll stop january 1st 1914 to the supreme dispenser of all boons mother was asked what we can expect from you she said everything what you expect from us nothing supreme dispenser of all boons to the supreme dispenser of all boons to thee who justifiest life by making it pure beautiful and good master of our destinies and goal of our aspirations was consecrated the first minute of this new year he can give everything if he live with this faith he gives everything actually if we go into the reality we'll see he alone only gives so shubhendu was asked why does he give sometimes things which we desire for is it so that you can have the experience and realize that it was not worth it <laughs> he can play a game 
but he is the one who dispenses everything. May it be wholly glorified by this consecration. May those who hope to attain thee, seek thee in the right way. May those who seek thee, find thee. And may those who suffer without knowing where lies the remedy, feel thy life piercing little by little the hard crust of their obscure consciousness. I bow down with a deep devotion and limitless gratitude before thy beneficent splendor. In the name of the earth, I thank thee for manifesting thyself. In a name, I implore thee that thou mayest manifest evermore in an uninterrupted increase of light and love. Be the sovereign master of our thoughts, our feelings and our acts. Thou art the reality of our being, the sole reality. Outside thee all is falsehood and illusion. All is mournful obscurity. In thee is life light and joy in thee is the sovereign peace namaste